Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of uh, Let's Stories. My guest of today is French-born and raised, but has traveled the world. Before coming to Luxembourg, he lived and worked in London, in Paris, in Switzerland, and even in Russia. He was specialized in the financial sector, but since almost five to six years, he decided to start working in sustainability. He is living in Luxembourg since more than 20 years. So definitely we will have a lot of stories to hear and learn from him. I let him introduce himself and we can start the podcast from now. Uh, yes, good morning. Uh, thank you uh, for having me, uh, Anthony. Uh, it's very, very nice of you. Yes, what can I add to what you just said? I was not really in finance, I was in corporate finance. So I was in industry sector first. And, and when I was in Luxembourg, I was working for a trading company for the first 10 years here in Luxembourg, a raw material trading company. I was the CFO. And after that, I tried some, ex some entrepreneurial uh, experiences, which did not work out clearly, and which made me come uh, finally to, to take a, again a job and employee here in this uh, company where we work together actually, and uh, where we work uh, indeed in sustainability for the public sector, which is, so even in the later stage of my career, I couldn't make another change going finally to the public sector, working for the Ministry of Environment and also for the, the, the municipalities in Luxembourg. Okay, cool. Thanks for this introduction for, by yourself. So let's go straight to the point. Since how many times are you living precisely in Luxembourg and what brings you there? And how can you save to us since you have come to this country? Uh, yeah, so I came actually on the 13th of August uh, 2001. So this is nearly now 21 years. So I came from Moscow and uh, I had been working for this company, this multinational company for the last uh, 13 years. And I was no longer happy there in a way, although I loved a lot uh, Russia, but uh, I felt I need, uh, I need something new and I wanted uh, to do some management education. So I wanted to go to IMD in Lausanne and the, 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 the corporation didn't want that. Actually, we had probably come to a, the end of the cycle. So I decided to leave the company, but being based in Moscow, finding a job was not extremely easy. So it was through the network of the school that I got this job here in Luxembourg as the finance director of this trading company. And so that's how, with the family, we moved from Moscow first to France and then to Luxembourg. I must say that uh, I'm married uh, since uh, 36 years with the same woman. Uh, <laughs> and we have uh, four children and now all grown up. Still not grandfather, but uh, it's high standard because they are, they are now nearly overdue for that. And they're, they're. <laughs> so, yeah, so we came with the four children to Luxembourg and first uh, had to stay in a sort of, how do you call it, agri uh, you know, it's a sort of uh, a home, a, ho a holiday home because our stuff was still in containers coming from Moscow and, and the, the, the house that we had uh, rented uh, was only ready 1st of November, but the school starting early September. We had to stay for three months nearly in a, in a holiday home in Luxembourg. And also to precise that, my children were raised in, uh, first in, in Lugano, in Switzerland. So they were Italian-speaking. When we moved to Moscow, all of them went to the two English-speaking schools. And so when we came to Luxembourg, it was the question where would they go to school? It's the first thing, you know, family people, unlike you, you know, know that, that they have the issue of school. is really an issue in Luxembourg when you come. 
And what we found was we, the, our kids were integrated in the European school in Kirchberg at the time. So yeah, so that's how you, you come to Luxembourg. First of all, I got the job. It was a good job, I must say. Huh? So well paid and uh, uh, complained about that. And yeah, and the kids, we, we have put them in this, in this, in this school and we basically uh, rented a house, which was also at that time easier and cheaper, much cheaper than today. Than it is today. Yes. <laughs> Okay, cool. Thank, thanks for all this explanation. So, a part of the house renting for the first uh, three months, as you say, what were the other challenges you faced or the other challenges you encountered once you came to Luxembourg? Well, the first challenge was professional because uh, for me, the, the, the training environment, the training was new to me and my boss was very demanding. And so, the two first years in that job were extremely tough. Extreme, the toughest of my life, I must say. The environment is cool because, you know, I didn't have too much problems with the traffic or with this type of things. Just as, a, as maybe opening a parenthesis is that I have used before I went to, to in, in the 90s, I had used to live in, in Thionville, but working in Thionville. Okay. And for me, it was somehow coming back in a way, coming to Luxembourg. But we decided not to become so an English... Uh, Commuters, or how do you yeah, call commuters. this? Commuters. Frontalier, we say in French. I didn't want that. So I didn't have the issue with the traffic, but a tough, tough job. Tough in which way? Because you have uh, an experience and already before coming. So Sure, yeah. I was 40 years of age, so I had already 20 years of professional experience. Uh, but the trading world, the trading world is a, is a special, special world. It's, another, it's a, a, entirely different environment from corporate environment it's not banking it's also still something different it's closer for, of course to finance than, than, than industry but the rhythm is very tough because you know you have to react and the times and uh, yeah it was very very difficult and also to be honest the, the team i was probably also a bit overconfident so the team at there so <laughs> one two persons left actually okay uh, very so soon after i arrived And, you know, this also didn't make my life easier. So plus I had to learn. So it was, it was very, very tough. Okay. So how have you been able to challenge or to solve all this and how everything goes to the normal after that? Well, first of all, I mean, after one year, I was considering leaving. Actually, I didn't want to stay. Okay. And I got an offer to go, to, to go back to Moscow for another company, another multinational company. And I went through the process. So I went first to, to Hungary for the interviews and first to Brussels, then to Hungary, Budapest, there was the corporate and then back to Moscow. And uh, arriving in Moscow, I realized this was no longer feasible, you know, because Luxembourg was too far too cool to go back to this tough life there, where the traffic, the violence, everything came back in my face in a very different way. So Luxembourg had already made me somehow, how do you say, Mo, I don't know how to say English. Mo, you know, I had become tender. I don't know. Yeah, oh. tender. Oh, yeah, yeah tenderness. Too, too tender, yes. <laughs> so I probably changed my mind and I decided to stay. And once I'd done that, of course, then you must make, you know, because if you don't like the job, of course, and it is tough, then it's even tougher. Then if you decide to say, okay, let's do with that, you know, the family now has to settle down. We cannot change you know every two years this is just no, no longer feasible let's now stop put the, the suitcases somewhere in the attic and and then i 
took the job in a different way that I say, okay, I have to make the most out of this. And then, you know, and then you, of course you learn and then, you know, you know this is, I mean, I think everybody who comes to Luxembourg has to expect somehow first experience, professional experience, which might not be so easy, you know? And yeah. So, but once you do that, yeah, you tend to stay because you, you can't find any, any better. That's <laughs> <I> where. <laughs> okay. You have traveled a lot, so you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Switzerland is somehow close, I must say. You know, Switzerland is close to here. But okay, Switzerland is also not so easy to go to. But the same issues, language issues, housing, at the time in Switzerland was already very expensive. So, but it's very close, you know, very close. And yeah, so Luxembourg is definitely a good place to stay if, as long as you can live with the fact that, of course, you don't want to have, uh, you know, to have cafes open at two o'clock in the morning or very few of them. So for a family life and for, uh, yes, uh, a cool life, it is, it is good. Now, whether, you know, if you are too young to do that, like my son, you know, for instance, now he, he only sees Paris because he thinks this is, this is what Luxembourg is when he wants. It will be 50, I will come to Luxembourg. <laughs> okay. I came when I was 40, so. Yeah. I'm still there. Okay. And coming in your 40s, I think, you have to make new friends, new habits, all this kind of stuff. How did you proceed to make it easier? Because if I take my case, I came in my 30, but it was really hard to find new friends at this age because everybody is almost either married or engaged or mm. working on some stuff and working and after working, go to home to relax. So mm. it was not so easy to get a real social life. And how did you proceed in your 40? Because you have family and work and all this stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, but the family helps already, you know, we are already six, so we are already a tribe on our own, first of all, right? Second, uh, my wife is also very social, so we had also, you know, through so the school, an international school, or any school anyhow for, for the children, helps socializing by the ladies, actually. Then uh, also, you know, we used to live in Thionville, so we still have friends, not so far, it's only 40 kilometers away, although... We didn't go very often there, but this was one thing. And then we had my family, my, my parents, they are only 200 kilometers south from here. Okay. Or my, at least my mom at that time. So I went to see them. And so I had also my family in France where I could go. And so, and then after that, also being myself a Muslim, also, of course, I had a community, a religious community where I made friends and which I have now a lot of friends, actually. So all this, all this helps. So, yes. So from that point of view, It was relatively not an issue. And anyhow, as I said, I have been working so hard in those years that I didn't really, didn't really miss. I did, you know, <laughs> I had enough social, social relations for yes. the time I had even, yeah, you know, even, even maybe not enough, actually. Yeah. So I didn't feel any loneliness or yes. IQ could have, you know, if you come alone in Luxembourg, then you must be prepared, you know, to go through the... Mm. Some, some hard yes, times. I can tell you. <laughs> I can testify. Uh, yes, really. yes, yes. I think as you previously live in Switzerland in, and in Russia, the weather here was not an issue for you? It was, actually. It was. Um, my children complained okay. about the weather. Yeah, because uh, Moscow is very cold indeed, but it is very dry. Mm -hmm. So winter is just wonderful. You know, once you've gone through November when it snows, then after it doesn't snow anymore, you have blue sky, snow, It's cold, it's dry, you dress well, and then you feel very, very, very nice. It's for, uh, so the summer is actually unpleasant because it's too hot, right? It's continental climate. 
When you come to Luxembourg, this grayness, and especially the wetness, it was very, of the kids, they complained about the weather, really. When they came, what is this? And for, for the first year, the first winter, they really complained. So now the weather is an issue in Luxembourg, especially the fact that there is little sun. For people who are used to that, which is not my case, because I'm from that region, but my wife, so she, you know, I, don't, I don't realize in six, months, six weeks there aren't, there's no sun. Okay. I don't really realize that myself, but some others do, you know, and uh, and so so yeah, no, it, the climate is not definitely not the best asset of Luxembourg. <laughs> okay, I understand. And um, apart of uh, the weather and all this stuff, what about the registration, the administration? How did you deal with all this? Seamless, seamless, seamless. Yes, extremely efficient. Okay, German-like, I'd say. Yeah. Efficiency. <laughs> or Swiss-like, if you were like, yeah. Yes. But even better, I'd say, than Switzerland. Switzerland was tougher because, you know, in Switzerland at that time, my wife couldn't work, for instance, being an EU. Now, at that time, the, the EU was still far away from, from Switzerland, further than it is today. Okay. So I had a special permit for one year mm. from my company and blah, blah, blah. So Switzerland was, in a way, less welcoming. So Luxembourg for EU national yes. is really absolutely... Not a no-brainer, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Efficient, relaxed, uh, mm. no problem. Okay. Okay. It's good to to know. I think the challenge we face are really different sometimes, and depending on the year and the person we we met. But that's cool. That's ah, but cool. I said if I you national, I didn't say if yes. you are from a third, what they call third-party countries. Yes. Then I'm sure it's absolutely not the same thing. You know that's uh, so. No, this is clear. <laughs> but this I leave for you right? because you might have face with that <laughs> but the EU national has absolutely no issue mm. okay I think if you stay in Luxembourg since more than 20 years that means that it's really cool it's really sweet to you and how do you see the country how do you see the evolution of the country since the last 20 years do you think everything was is uh, still cool as uh, previously or things are getting worse or things are going in a bad way what do you think After 20 years of observation? But first of all, I mean, this country is just, you know, it's just insanely lucky. You know, it's, it's just obscene in a way, you know. It's, uh, so, you know, even economically, you, we cannot complain, to be honest, right? So, I mean, in terms of jobs, in terms of infrastructure, what is really the issue is the housing. Okay. The housing is just getting crazy. Yes. When we came, it was already, you know, growing. Okay. But over the last years, it has really gone out of hands for everybody. Also now the Luxembourgers I meet, and you know, I'm in the, in the commune, so I really talk to Luxembourgers. And even I can tell you, I had a conversation with someone who is looking after the building permits in one of the municipalities. So he knows what he's talking about. He's Luxembourgish himself. And what he described to me was just crazy, you know. I mean, for him, it is just unlivable in a way. And for, for many young people, yes. it is just impossible to even, even, even renting and renting, you get just ripped off your, your revenue by the yeah. owner. And to buy is now only now out of reach unless you are, you are inheriting, you are heir of somebody, of, some, of something especially. It's extremely difficult to get to housing. And this is really the issue that the country has to, has to address. And I cannot see that there's any near possibility that the government or the society can address that. Really? No. 
Okay. Uh, it must be tougher. It must become much tougher, you know, because the people that are benefiting from that are the people that should make the change. And they are benefiting in a way which, is, again, is obscene in a way, you know. Okay. So, so how can they do that? You know, there must, there must be saints to do this, to get rid of, to let go of that. But uh, but everybody's convinced. I mean, you talk to, to many people that think a little bit, they know, and, and the main issue is the land. You know, why is somebody getting all the benefit from selling the land of what, what the collectivity does? This is not fair at all. This is just unfair. Yeah, so that's that's what it is. So this is really the issue. And so anybody, and I think the country will, feel the pain very soon or probably already does you know yeah. when you want to hire here now uh, you if you know you you get faced with that you know okay. now the, the cost of anyway the, the cost of, of, of salary is already very high here but you'll become higher because of that okay because if you want to attract now somebody in my, like in my case you want to attract a, an, a you know an experienced uh, senior executive you know you just have to pay a lot of money apart from the schools that you already had now even for the housing so this is going to, they're going to feel the pain soon. But as long as the money is going to come like this, like it like comes, the final sector has anyway no issue with that. Mm-hmm. They pay even more in Switzerland and more in London and yes. more in Paris. Mm. So that's why I say I do not see any possibility that this is going to change okay. soon. Mm. So it's really still mm. going to mm. increase. But I can also tell you, you know, if you look at this now, what comes to my mind and we can share with, your, with our listeners is that this is not new. Even before the First World War, mm-hmm. you know, having worked in Chiflange, the, in- the you know, steel industry was very strong in this country at that, uh, in those years. I, until the 80s, actually, it was the modern industry it was not finance It was steel, steel and iron, iron mining and uh, iron production and steel industry. But they were limited in their expansion because the peasants, you know, the people that were owning the land, wouldn't sell the land. So, and they, so they could only developed themselves on land that was given by the big bourgeoisie that was also shareholders of the, of the steel industry. And also the, the workers, they were sleeping the same, you know, the two or three of them in the same bed. Mm. You know, one getting up, the other one coming. This was already the case before the First World War. So it's not new, actually, this thing. You know? okay. And so, and they have already resisted at that time. So yeah. you can imagine, that, that, you know, that here it is going to change. It really needs a revolution. You know, people must go and, and you know, and make, make a little bit of it's noise and make them really afraid. That I cannot see any any possibility soon that this will happen. Okay. The craziest things I see in Luxembourg is that, as you say, it's getting increasing. The price of housing is getting increasing. But there are now a lot of more uh, foreigners living in the country uh, than, I think, 20 years ago. So all these people who have to live in the country, especially to get their permit, their, their resident card and all this stuff, how can they address this matter? Because, as you say, Luxembourg will feel the pain, probably if people are not getting the salaries, not getting interested anymore. But to keep the economy of the country, they need to face it. Mm-hmm. And don't you think that they will find a solution or they will leave it like this? And You know, the Luxembourgers, I was always say, you know, they, they don't look smart, but don't take them at face value. You know, they're extremely smart. So they know, they perfectly know. First of all, they make you guys suffer, right? They say, okay. You first suffer. That's one thing. But they know also that there's a limit to that. So, okay. you know, they really try. They really try to change the law. And it, this is, they really try. But as long as, you know, the, the pain will not be more, especially for those who are the beneficiary of this, I'm afraid this is going to be slow and not going to be very, very, very convincing, you see. 
But no, you must say, they try, they really try. You know, they are building everywhere. They are trying to, they are changing the laws. They are giving uh, subsidies. So they really try hard. But it's also increased a lot. You say, yeah, the population has increased. Sure, but the, the number of people crossing the borders has doubled. Even now, Luxembourgers, they leave the country to, to cross the border because they themselves cannot access to property anymore. The poorest of them. That's their problem. That's so, yeah. yeah. But this is probably also uh, the fact, you know, if you go to the Parisian region mm -hmm. or everywhere where there is, a, you know, it's probably not so different, you know. If you, if you look at it, you, know, you look, at, look at London, you look at places like that, keeping together. But, you know, when people coming from very far, even farther because they, have, they cannot afford the housing, this is not a specific problem specific to Luxembourg anyhow. It's worldwide, I think. Yeah. Okay. Let's see how the country will face it in, in the next coming years. Or not, we will see. I said in my introduction, you are working since quite a long time from now and almost retired. What are your plans once you get uh, retired? Do you still plan to live in Luxembourg or to live outside or to be inside two flights? Uh, how do you plan it? Well, we have now a place, you know, in, in Morocco. So my wife is Moroccan, right? So we have we have an apartment there in Casablanca where we plan to stay, you know, I mean, we're getting retired uh, more than three weeks every two every two months probably three months every six months in a certain way right coming back and forth we will still keep a place in luxembourg okay now whether we'll keep the house that we have today which is a family house or make something more manageable we are looking at that but sure we, we will keep a foot here because now it's probably the longest where we have stayed anyhow somewhere you know okay. so my family in france anyhow my mother now has passed away So one is in Strasbourg, the one is one's in Metz. So where would I go? You know, there is no other place, you know. Going all together to Morocco is also not an option for us. So uh, no, we will, we will probably stay in Luxembourg. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's a good plan. <laughs> And uh, which advice can you give someone who are planning to come to Luxembourg or who just get installed in Luxembourg? to adapt to this life, this weather, this environment? Do you have some advice for, for people like that? First of all, I'd say, if you come, come for good. But this is not value only for Luxembourg. It's value for everywhere. You know, Don't come and say, yeah, I will stay two years, three years, five years, and then blah, blah, blah. Not a good idea in my opinion. Come and come as first for good. Make what you have, what, whatever it takes, To succeed or leave you know if don't come if you don't want to do that this means addressing the, the housing issue mm -hmm. you know, coming to a conclusion if you can't better don't come better don't come okay if you go and leave 100 kilometers from your workplace like some people do mm -hmm. it's no not an option it's ridiculous you know uh, i would not do that because you're going to be unhappy uh, second yeah i put my kids in international school i would probably not do that anymore Why? I mean, this school was exclusive, uh, kept, kept them out of, of touch with the local population. Okay. I think get, you know, if you come, take it as it is. Okay, go to private you school. Like them or leave them in a way, you know. I, even it's a bit tough to say that, but it has to do with that, you know. So you have to, as I said, you know, as long as I was here and saying, I will leave here, I don't like it, then life, life is tough. Once you decide, okay, that's what it is, let's make the, the most of it, Take it like this. I would really say, come seriously. Take it as it is. Make your choice. 
And even if you get a good salary and you say, but really salary, I cannot make my family make a living, don't come. Come, simply. Don't, don't, no, don't come. Definitely don't come. Just coming, now you can see if you are very young to make an experience of two, three years to try to get started. This is also possible, right? Okay. But then you make, I want to make the most of the experience. Yeah. And still, you know, and you accept that even if, you know, you don't make any money because you all give to the landlord, mm. you don't <laughs> be prepared for that. So don't come for the big salary. Okay. Come for a good reason, you know, for mm. professional reason. Yes. For, yeah. So, and come and come for good. Mm. And the best is probably because, you know, as I said, you know, once you are here to find better place elsewhere, it's not so easy. It's not so easy. No. Yeah. No. So get, learn the language as much as you can. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, French. One of the la- languages, French or German, even better both. You can get away with English, but you are still going to be like a fish out of the water, you know. Okay. Still going to be, and this is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Try to do something about it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Try to get integrated, you know, in the try in social life, you know, meet, with your kids, uh, with, with yourself. Okay. Try to participate in the social life, not only with the other expats. Oh, this temptation always exists, but so that's what I what I would say. Now, this is of course somebody who comes to to apply for a job. Mm-hmm. If you are from an international company where you know that you will leave anyhow, then it's probably a bit different. Then you would go for an international school, but still try to break that glass uh, uh, that glass wall that exists, you know, between the communities here. Mm-hmm. I would say this is this this helps because this is how you make your life uh, easy and uh, mm-hmm. and good. Okay. Okay. People often say that uh, Luxembourgish don't mix themselves with foreigners. Did you experience it? No, no? Okay. Oh, it's, it's just, this, you know, of course, if you like to believe that, yes, it, it will. It will be like this. <laughs> But uh, no, no, it's not at all like that. It's uh, now, of course, those people they feel somehow foreigners in their own country. This also has to be said. Huh? But you know, they are they are human beings. And you know, and uh, this is not true. I mean, but of course, if you come there and you want to train them how life should be and how stupid and how uh, dumb and how yeah. ugly they are, well, you know, sure, this is not. They're not going to like that. So yeah. don't be surprised if you do that. <laughs> so you get what you you get. You know yeah. what you what you owe, what you deserve, right? But no, no, it's not. It's not at all. Now, what has to be said also is that the country is culturally as it is. You know, so there is some form of racism. We don't have to face that, but it's different. You know, this is that's not to do that. You know, you cannot. This is this general, generally speaking, right? So and and they protect themselves, and of course they favor themselves. They know themselves. So this is all all true. But the fact that they don't want to, to no, this is I wouldn't say this is not true. It's not true. If you want to make good friends, you can, and and they are living here, and they are not different. I mean, of course, I'm French and from the region, so even if there's no difference. There's no cultural distance yeah. between us, so it's not more and less. Of course, you know, people from the north are different people from the south. You know, from Mediterranean area, they are more open, more, uh, how do you say, more friendly, apparently. Yes, apparently. <laughs> it's uh, but here, you know, uh, people are different. They are not, they are less, they are more, they are colder at first stage, but for the rest, this is, no, I mean, uh, this is not, this is not a fact. I would say that, uh, that I would confirm. Okay. I forgot to say previously that you speak a lot of languages: uh, French, German, English, Russian, Italian. No, Russian, no, 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 no. I, I, a little bit of Russian, but no, no. I, unfortunately, I was unable to learn Russian. <laughs> okay. I failed. I tried, but I failed. <laughs> okay. And uh, a bit of Arabic also. Yes, I still try. Still yeah. try hard to to learn the language. Yeah. Okay. 
Do you consider that uh, this asset uh, helps you in Luxembourg sure. specifically? Ah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Arabic is, is Russian or even Russian. You know, it wouldn't. You know, there are a lot of Russians here anyhow. You know, yes. so okay, now for the time being, they just hide a little bit. Uh, it's not the best time for them. But no, no, definitely language is is an asset because this is a society, uh, an economy that is very open, very uh, directed to the to other countries, so especially German, French, English. Okay. You know, it's really a lot of advantage. Even better if you even speak Luxembourgish, okay. if you can. Then you have even more possibilities open in the public sector and things like this, yeah. which otherwise are not so open, right? Mm -hmm. But languages you need, you know, come and only speak English or only speak Italian, it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea. No. Yeah. Or Portuguese. Some people only speak Portuguese, mm -hmm. but they are limited to the construction sector and to the cleaning sector, yeah. right? That is That's tough to say that. Mm -hmm. They can make nice careers there, but they're going to be limited. So yeah. hmm. it's not where you can perform. You can, you know, if you, you know, if you, in the building sector today in Luxembourg, you know, if you are good, you will perform. It's not an issue. But if you don't speak Portuguese, then and you, you can't work there. Yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult. You know, if, let's say you speak only I don't know what. Uh, you speak only uh, uh, only English, and you want to work in the sector. Difficult, huh? Yeah. It will only be possible to work in the financial sector or the law sector. Oh, yeah, but it's not the same skill set, right? Finance and, and construction is not exactly the same skill set. Yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. <laughs> okay, I think we are coming to the end of this episode. Would you like to say something to close this? Does something come to your mind we didn't talk about and you think it will be nice for people to know? Or to get in their brain before coming to Luxembourg or to adapt in Luxembourg in a good way? No, I, I would just repeat, you know, what I said, you know, saying, take it as it is, mm -hmm. take it for good, yes. come to stay or at least to make the most out of it uh, and you would be happy, I think, you know, because, you know, it's, 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 it's an economy which is thriving, which is, uh, which is doing well. The, the, the countryside is also very nice. We haven't said that. The, the climate might yeah. not be the, the, the nicest, but you, know, you can live with that. But the, the nature is, is beautiful. You yeah. can go around. You can, it's the, you can you have hike, hike, cycle, yes. uh, even, even make holidays. Even people don't do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are possibilities, really nice possibilities to have weekends, escapes, and things like this. So it's a nice place. But just play the role by the game and then you will succeed. If you try to make your, your rule rules. count, yeah. uh, you're going to get the bloody nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Luxembourg is cool and soft, but don't mess with the local people. Yeah, that is everywhere. Uh, as I always said, in, in Switzerland, you, know, in Switzerland yes. there are two, you can do whatever you like in Switzerland except two things. First, you must respect the parking space. Okay. Private park, don't mess around with that. And second, pay your bills. Once okay. you've done that, you can get away. It's okay. Yeah, Luxembourg is more probably respect the Luxembourgers as they are. You know, mm -hmm. you know that's that's a good rule. So don't mess around here. Mm -hmm. You know, and you, there will it will be okay. 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 Cool. I think all this advice will help our listener, and uh, maybe there will be some that will ask me some private questions behind, and I will come back to you and ask you and give them the proper reply. Because we don't really think about everything every time. So, yes. We are now at the end of the, this episode of the of Let's Stories. I really thank you to share your time, to share your experience, to share your story here. And I'm pretty sure it will help a lot of people to, to get to know Luxembourg better and to get to know what they are coming from. 
and maybe withdraw their plan and uh, think about it twice to be sure that uh, this country is what they need and this country is the land they are expecting to get a lot from. Thank you very much, Jean-Luc, and uh, see you another time then. Ah, yeah, yeah. Welcome, you're welcome. Good. Okay. Oh, 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 oh,